Here at Kajabi, we are known for one thing, helping everyday people like you build successful businesses online. With our simple all-in-one platform, we've paved the way for over 100,000 people to create 300,000 products and collectively earn over $3.9 billion in revenue. And we've created the Kajabi Edge podcast to inspire, educate, and empower you to do the same. So unlike other podcasts that highlight the glory stories of today's most successful entrepreneurs, we're bringing you the real stories from real people who have created real success to give you the online business edge you need to succeed in today's digital marketplace. So if you're someone who's looking to start an online business, allow us to be the first to welcome you home to the Kajabi family. everyone, and welcome to the Online Business Edge podcast, where we talk to real entrepreneurs to give you the online business edge you need to succeed on Kajabi. I'm your host, Jared Lohman, Vice President of Customer Experience. And today I'm joined by Fish Fisher, CEO, co-founder and CEO, I should say, of Somatic Breathwork. How's it going today, Fish? It's going wonderful. Thanks for having me, Jared. I appreciate you. Yeah, excited to have you and excited that we had the opportunity to connect briefly, really briefly at Kajabi Hero Live, our live yeah. customer event. Yeah, it was a brief interaction, but that's still, it can still be meaningful, even if definitely, definitely. And, and, and you, uh, I think I heard so much, um, because where I was positioned in this live event, just to kind of give everyone who's listening some perspective as I was right outside of the, the main hall recording podcast episodes live. If you're a regular listener, you've probably heard an episode that was actually recorded at Kajabi Hero Live. This one is being recorded after, but I kept yeah. hearing people talk about the, the breathwork exercises that you did with everyone. Um, it was definitely a hit live so um let's but i i'm like going completely off script because we 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 got to got to know each other let's get back to the basics and tell us tell all of our listeners what it is that you do now that i just spoiled it for them yeah no worries uh so i am ceo and also the co-founder of somatic breathwork which is a an emotional wellness modality that centers on a multitude of different things, but predominantly breath work in order to alter your state. Um, in that presentation, I talked about that health is the ability to choose when and, uh, you know, when to like turn on your activated state and when to turn on your relaxation, relaxation state. Because it was Kajabi hero, um, event. I framed it such as like a superhero kind of analogy that you can be like the incredible Hulk and you can be in an activated state all the time working. It's very similar to entrepreneurship. You know, you're constantly go, 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 putting out fires, building a business and it's hard to turn it off. You dream about it. You sleep in it. You just, you marinate in it. It takes over. And, uh, I was trying to explain that when you have health, like true health and entrepreneurship, you have the ability to choose when to go into that relaxation state and when to be in that activation state. So ultimately, I was saying you could be like the Incredible Hulk who is stuck in one side of activation, or you can be like Superman who has the ability to take his cape on and off. And that analogy was really helpful, I think, to a lot of the entrepreneurs there because we are always in a rush to get nowhere. And entrepreneurship is a journey and it's a long one and it's hard. It's really hard. Um, and I've been an entrepreneur of a lot of tangible different businesses and also digital. So, um, service based and product. So it's been fun to kind of try a lot of different, um, entrepreneurship routes. And, uh, that's just helped me be more refined. And I'm, I'm really thankful for Kajabi because they have helped me. Um, create a container that's allowed me to distribute a lot of these services and products that I've had in the past. Well, I can't wait to dig into that even more and maybe yeah. even, uh, like go dig in like to some specific exercises. Maybe we can even give, uh, some of the podcast cast listeners uh, a small taste. Uh, before we do that, uh, let's just go back to the beginning. Uh, I can't imagine that you were two, three years old and told your mom, I want to be exactly what you just said. I'm going to simplify it because I can't repeat it all, but someone who helps people with breath work. Um, what was that journey like for you? Where did you start out in your career? Uh, how did it lead to where you're at today? I don't think we ever know the path that we're walking down, but we walk down it anyway. 
And uh, I think sometimes it's paid for us in a lot of ways. And we can choose a path at multiple times and forks in the road. And that path less traveled can really make all the difference. And for me, I never would have seen myself in this position, uh, honestly. Uh, but life had a plan. And I can definitely see retrospectively how it made perfect sense. Uh, but unfortunately, we live our lives forward. So we are in the mystery of life always. So for me, I really believe now that we are all breath workers. We all work with our breath in some capacity we have since we were born. It will be the first and last act of our life. And there is just so much value in breath. And it's starting to get the, I think, the reverence and the appreciation that it deserves now, finally, especially after COVID is kind of... um subsided somewhat and we have been without our breath for two three years now um you know even though we may be wearing a mask we're not able to really kind of breathe in how we want to take a full breath even just realizing that a full breath is um is a gift and so I never would have thought I was on this path, but I was enamored by the body at a very young age. And I went on to like study kinesiology, anatomy and physiology in school. And that's actually where I ultimately took my, my college education and my career. I then, well, my education, then I chose to take my career towards the game of golf, but more specifically around helping athletes with their body. Um, really kind of a performance coach, if you will, on the PGA tour. For many years, I traveled around and I've got some really great stories about the golf journey. And you're going to have to have another podcast for that. I know know, (laughs) the people I met and all the things. But if I'm fast forwarding through my life, that's really where it was at. And I tried a couple businesses while I was also um, on the PGA Tour as a performance coach. And um, I met someone very interestingly enough, and I, I can never really remember what they called it. But essentially what it was is there was a name for it, like sing song or, or something along that, along those lines. But it really was a, was an ideology that you should never really close a chapter on your life until you've really kind of closed the chapter on your life. I was walking away from the PGA tour with a tremendous amount of stories, knowledge, tons of different, um, just experiences that I had alchemized and digested and titrated and distilled for, you know, the last decade. And it's hard to just shut the door on that. Um, and so a great way to really like find closure within a business or find closure within a relationship was to really speak about it, to talk about it, to exonerate it. And so what I did after I left the PGA tour in 10 years of my life and my friendships, I decided to build a subscription golf model on Kajabi that really just allowed me to paint all of the things that I had learned and put it right there, digestible, a way of leaving it behind me. And that was a way to really kind of close the door on that. And ultimately, it was for my own ability to turn the page on my life and to step into a new chapter. But truthfully, what it did is it actually started a business Hmm. because in the same right, it was helping people. Um, You can help people in a multitude of different ways. It really doesn't matter how. This just happened to be utilizing the vehicle of golf. And people loved the game of golf and they loved improving their golf swing and getting to a place where they really felt like they could hit a shot and they could you know, work on their game and they could really be in a place where they really enjoyed the sport more because they performed better and they played better. And uh, it was helping lives. It was helping improve the quality of people's golf games. And it really like was very rewarding. And I had that business last for almost seven years on Kajabi. So it was a way to um, say goodbye to my past, but it also happened to turn into an incredible business that really allowed me then to travel the world and go out and and search for things. The automations on the platform made it very easy to kind of really run a small lean team. And I was able to travel and go answer the question, you know, we all try to figure out along this journey of like, who am I? 
and um, it was extremely healing. And so that uh, that leads me to the last part, which essentially is, um, you know, when we end things in life, it can be very devastating at times, especially when we don't have time to digest um, that loss. And so I had um, a partner and um, she was, uh, she exited my life very quickly, just very, very quickly. And I didn't have time to really comprehend that or understand what was happening. And, uh, you know, without having really any, I mean, I turned to a lot of my friends and my family. Um, I have like a couple really good, solid uh, friends and family, a little shout out to them. Like my mom, my dad, Gabriel Ryder, um, Ali Nay, they, they just showed up for me in such a way during that time. And I, um, you know, they, they just held me. They held me while I like cried. They held me while I was just truly with all of my emotions. And, um, yeah, without them, I would not have gotten through that. And also with the inception of breathwork into my life, it became the modality of choice for me. I tried a breathwork session with a guy named Steven Jaggers. Um, and it just transformed. It allowed me to move all this stuck energy, the sadness, the anger, all the things I felt in that, in that relationship that I wasn't able to express because it ended so abruptly. And I was able to do it on the mat. I was able to do it with my breath. And I think probably for the first time in my life, I found closure without needing anyone else's help. What a, an amazing, like I, I completely would have expected uh, based upon the first part of your story that you would have started with golf. I never would have expected that that was a mechanism to gain your closure. Um, I, I am like beyond intrigued with, because uh, I've never heard, never heard of this. I've never heard of anyone starting a business for the purpose of ending a part of their time. And as I, as I'm thinking through just my own situation, I'm going, I'm wondering how many of the things that I need to close out that maybe has blocked me from moving on. So I'm curious from your perspective, like, did it in that time was, did, did you feel like, like maybe you're, current experience was actually blocking you from achieving what you've ultimately achieved today. If my current experience was blocking me. Yeah, I guess uh, because you, you hadn't maybe like, if you hadn't let go of the golf stuff, like you probably like would have never moved into this. Yeah. I, I look at it like how much can you carry in life? Right. We, when we get irritated and, and we're like someone's on our last nerve, it showcases that our capacity for our nervous system has reached a maximum. You know, and really, truly, how many things can we carry on our backs? How many things do we have and stories running through our mind? You know, we really are emotionally and probably mentally uh, obese. We carry a tremendous amount of weight in other areas, stresses that we carry with us. And how can we continue to pick something else up if we haven't put down what we're carrying? You can't swing through a jungle and grab another vine until you've let go of the vine you're on. You know, it's a great little story. And I love that analogy because it's so true. If you want to really forwardly move, if you want to move in your life, there is this present moment. Our mind takes us to the future and to the past and its memories. And it kind of robs us from the here and now. And so how can we close that container, that chapter of our life? Because it is the only way that we can go ahead and actually start with the next. Most of us are reading further and then turning back and rereading other pages that have already been read. And we're rereading and we're stuck in the back of the book. Meanwhile, our life is, it's, we're missing the pages because the life continues to turn. The pages continue to turn. So every time you go back in that book to like reread something, you're missing out on chap, you know, maybe page. You might miss a whole chapter of your life. You might miss a whole chapter of your life by going back and rereading some of the experiences that you've had. And I think it's important to visit the past. I do. It can help learn so many lessons, but you can't live there. Can't live there. And so for me, this was about, you know, I had summited my dream, I had accomplished it. 
I had summited the mountain. I had an incredible view and I had owned the ability to like, not just want to be down at the bottom of the mountain again, ready to summit another one. I knew I had to de-summit the mountain, which is its own journey and its own trek. And that's, I think, a little bit of what that was about. For all intents and purposes, now, you you had the experience of creating that digital business, but you were effectively starting from scratch when you moved from golf to breath work. Like, I mean, yes, there's some overlap, but like you were known as something like you were known probably more as a golf expert than you were. I don't know how much you incorporated that. So maybe could you share a little bit about the process of either migrating some of the audience that you'd built or finding a new audience that would be interested in the new content that you're out producing now? Started new. Started new audience. Because there's an abundance of uh, people in the world who resonate with your message. And it is okay, it's okay to walk away from something. Even if you spent five years, 10 years building, it's okay to say it's time for a new view, new chapter. A lot of us don't want to let go. We don't want to let go of the business that we've worked so hard to create. We don't want to let go of our relationships that we've actually really cultivated. And sometimes that's necessary in life. Sometimes it is. And so for this, I started anew. But really, I didn't focus so much on the superficial aspects of a business. Because although they're extremely different from a superficial standpoint, they're not from a depth standpoint, just like humans are not really that different when we actually really look at us. We all have emotions. We all want the same things in life. We really do. And ultimately, the business of breathwork and the business of golf focused on those deeper factors, emotionally driven about what we really truly want, because emotions are what drive us. There's what, that's what makes our decisions and all the things that we do. It's, it's really what gives, it's really our real navigation point for life. We really sometimes use emotions to make all the decisions of our life rather than our brain. And that's okay too. I mean, I think there's a little bit of both, but, but the mind, it's, it's language is, is thoughts. And that's why people work on mindset. But very few people work on body set because emotions are the language of the body. And the mind is something that takes you into the ethers. It takes you further ahead. It takes you behind you. It takes you all sorts of places. There's no like limitations to where the mind can take you. That's why it's so powerful. But the body stays in the here and now. It can't be anywhere else except for in the present moment. So there is a incredible dichotomy and a synergisticness that has to exist between those two. Your ability to actually like be in the here and now as an entrepreneur, to work in the dirt and to like grind and to build something out of that, but also have your mind in the clouds for where you want to go in the vision of what you can create. I feel like you're dropping some like serious, serious bombs here. Like I, I never thought about this in that way. Like, uh, emotions, how they are tied to the present. They are pri- a big decision making driver. Like it's almost like this is like a, a lesson in philosophy. I feel like I'm yeah. kind of like, <laughs> like yeah. taking the, taking this and applying it to all areas of my go re- rerunning through my past. Uh, um, <laughs> I do want to, uh, like, you know, as you, you said, you started fresh, you started new, like, the biggest challenge of starting any business, at least I think, and there are several, but one of the biggest challenges is really getting to product market fit, getting some of those customers. What was your approach to actually finding that customer base for this entirely new product that you've started? Yeah. I think most entrepreneurs, they uh, come from life in um, a very penetrating way. They're like, this is my idea. I love it. And I want the world to love it too. And so I'm going to endure everything that comes my way until the world says yes. (laughs) And sometimes that's months and sometimes that's years. Sometimes it's decades. That's why it feels so good when it finally actually pops off. It wasn't a matter of anything other than timing and persistency. But if you really are quiet and if you really slow down enough, you can actually hear the whispers of what the world actually wants. 
because the world's asking for something too. And can you selflessly go in to build a business based on what the world is asking for and be unattached to the outcome, be unattached to what you've built because what you build builds you. And so Somatic wasn't built. The world built it. The world asked for it. All that I had to do was to actually just say yes. It is a question of whether or not you're willing to literally hang up the ideology that what do you want in life and really tune into what does the world want from you? And when you're willing to actually be soft enough and listen to that, you don't have to build a business. Somatic breathwork is not a business. It is a movement of people that move towards us because they want the product. They are, they, they value what they see. Business oftentimes is you moving towards a customer. It's the opposite exchange. You know, when you're a company, you move towards clients and customers. When you're a movement, they move towards you. All that you have to do is listen. Listen to what they're asking for, what they need, their wants, their desires, and do your best to fulfill that. Can you take us through uh, on maybe like just a tactical example? Uh, like, cause it's interesting. You, you, there's almost a contradictory dynamic to the, like the entrepreneurial mindset of I'm going to persist with my one idea versus I'm going to listen to the market and I'm going to listen to what people want, like what you're just describing in the second half. So how did you maybe more tactically apply that to starting somatic and starting a movement? Yeah, I don't think I really had a choice, honestly. I think, I think somatic chose me. You know, I see a business as an opportunity to see a separate entity, something that wants something. Some businesses want to be massive inside the world, like an Amazon, Walmart. They, they want to be that big. They're entities that have desired to grow that big and they have stewardship that encourages that growth. Other businesses don't want to be that big. They, they, they want to be smaller in the world. That doesn't mean they're not more or less valuable. It's just what they want to be. And so it's really like, I don't know if there was a strategy. It's like somatic breathwork was just a modality that really helped me. And then when you find something that helps you or others, how can you not desire to want to share that with the rest of the world? When you find a new adapted pattern that helps you and could help your tribe, your community, we want to share it. And that's really all this was. I was given a gift. I discovered it. I felt it. I was like, wow, what a gift I just received. I have incredible reverence for this. What happens if I re-gift it? What does that look like? What does that feel like? And then you can come from a place of like feeling because a lot of people, they want to be somewhere they've never been and they're trying to visualize what it's like to achieve that million dollar successful entrepreneur, famous actor, you know, visualizing it. But what would it feel like to be that? What does that feel like? How does that fill you up? In that moment, you can feel it fully right there. And you can let that be your driving force to move towards a feeling rather than a vision. That's something to really navigate on. That's a true North Star that you can actually feel. Yeah, that's that. I think that's powerful, uh, you know, because just just going through my own entrepreneurial journey, like there is no end. Like there is no like place where you reach the plateau that you're just like, I've hit success. I'm at the end. Now I've done my thing. It's constant, this constant, constant journey that you are on and and I think one of the biggest drivers, just speaking for myself, has always been the, the feeling of whatever that next thing is um, and how earlier you mentioned or you just really like kind of broken, broke down, like how connected and how capable we are of experiencing those emotions in the now. So I guess I, what I want to do is I want to understand a little bit more about somatic breath work. Is there a way you could distill that down into like a... 
like maybe just give us an example right here of like maybe how you're using it right now or how you would use this if you wanted to give someone like if you had 30 seconds to show it off. Well, that's that's the toughest thing about something like somatic breathwork because it is experiential. And what's unique about it is that actually it's not us telling you what it is. It's you deciding it for itself. I met with the founders of Zumba once and they told me like, you know, you need to really guide people. You need to tell them what emotion that you represent. You know, like the app Calm does a great job at telling you exactly how you'll feel after you you use the app. They decide the emotion and then they tell you that that's the navigation point. If you want fun, if you want like, um, you know, expression, if, if you want a party type of place, you know, come to Zumba, you know, come to our company. Um, and I think a company's very boldly move into a, a place where they have a mission and they want to tell you what that mission is. That seems very penetrating. And they want to tell you what emotions you're going to feel. And that seems very uninviting. And so at Somatic Breathwork, we have invitation statements. We have an invitation statement. And essentially, it's to allow anyone to feel what they feel fully. We're not going to tell you what to feel. Somatic means of the body. It is actually this thing. This thing that you've lived life through your entire life. It's carried all your experiences. You've moved and lived life through your body. And yet we very, we lay, we leave very little time to let our body do what it needs to do. Cause sometimes, sometimes it feels really good to just cry. It feels good to be held. It feels good to connect with someone on a deeper level and to really see them for who they are. These are the things that really truly make us humans. And somatic breathwork is about honoring those things. It's about giving you a space and a place to feel what you wanted and needed to feel. But the world didn't let you. It didn't give you any space or time to feel it. There's work. Not going to happen there. Your house. It might not be a safe place depending on who you live with. You know, your local bar, your gym, all the boxes that you find yourself in life in, none of them honor the innate intelligence within your body and its own ability to move through hard things. Your body has a way of discharging things. It knows what to do. It's been doing it for thousands of years. You came from your mom. She came from her mom. She came from her mom. This thing is one of the greatest in technological inventions what we've ever seen. We still don't know how it works. And yet it knows how to push off stress. If you're feeling a lot of negative pressure, words, stress, repression, depression, and you X that pressure, you push back on it, you express yourself. We can, we are able to push off the weight by expressing ourselves. And those expressions can look like a multitude of different ways and a multitude of different things. Some people shake, some people rock, some people tap their bodies, some people cry, some people laugh, some people smile, some people sit there on the mat and they dance. Everybody has their own unique expression. All of them are welcome. And that's the uniqueness about somatic is it doesn't tell you what you should be feeling. It only reminds you that this is a place in case you want to feel in case you're ready. So uh, let's, let's just get, I'll get a little bit vulnerable here. Like when it comes to traumatic situations, I would say that I'm the type of person to compress things and hold things in and stay like, try to be very, very strong, how does, how does somatic, um, like what, what would that do for me? Like in terms of like maybe improving how I, how I deal with, with hard situations. Yeah. You would have your own unique experience dynamically unique as you are and whatever your body needed to let go of, it would come up. If something was coming up for you to like feel, it would be only coming up because it's ready to move through you. We, we think that we are strong, that it is strength to repress something, to not f let yourself feel. Yet we have forgotten that sensitivity 
is the ability to be with your senses, all of them, all your senses. To have great sensory awareness is to be sensitive, sensitive to enough to your surround, surroundings. Back in the day, that's what kept us alive. Hunters would notice like little branches, the smallest nuance would be, you know, a branch would be broken. The slightest little fluctuation in the birds, or maybe even a, a, they heard something from off in the distance. It's what kept them alive. Now we're so distracted. We don't fight for our survival. So we are actually are, we're distracted by a multitude of different things. And we've always got music playing. We've always got some type of stimulus. Very rarely do we actually pay enough attention to our own body's needs. For someone like you to go into that space and to breathe for an hour and to be with your breath for just an hour, a multitude of things are going to come up. Most likely you're going to see the, the story of your life play out in front of you. Emotions are going to like present themselves. It could either be a physical release. It might be an emotional breakthrough. It could be a spiritual experience for you. No matter what comes up, it is authentic and unique to you. And it's for you. It's not a substance that entered your body that has an agenda for you, whether that be caffeine or ayahuasca or any of these things. Or even the food we eat is so chemically induced, it has its own agenda for you. This is your breath. Every message it has is for you and for you alone. Because it came from you. Significant change really comes from the inside out. We think it's outside in, that our environment, our factors are going to mold us, but it's actually us. Inside out. Yeah, I think that that brings me back to, I as usual, I won't know where to uh, attribute the quote, but... Something I remember very early on um, in my entrepreneurial or rather self-improvement studies was, you know, we do think about things like the outer world is what affects the inner world. But the reality is that the opposite is so true. The inner world actually impacts our outer world. Yeah. And why wouldn't it be that way in business? Can we look at the things that we've been to and realize that there are adapted patterns that we overcame? And how can we bring those to the world? How can we present that as a gift? I think I just saw a clip from Rick Rubin and he said, what if everything you did was an offering to God, especially your business? Would you judge it as such? Because all of it is an offering. Would we have the same type of worry if everything you did was actually to be exonerated, became a gift? We forget that a business can be a gift. Having a business is its own unique expression. Some of the most stressed out people have created incredible art, incredible music. They've also, they've created really successful businesses out of their own unique expression. And so that is really the question. What is your own unique expression? Somatic breathwork helps you find a little bit of it. Helps you find it on the mat. And then the hope is then you can become familiar with it. Emotions are no longer a stranger. And so then when you're with it, it becomes more of an acquaintance. You build a relationship with it. And then the hope is that you can take that out into the world and your own unique expression shines through. I'd like for us to talk a little bit more about the business. Um, I, can we, can we? Talk about numbers a little bit. Sure. Uh, is that because you've you've had some significant success here? Um, you know, million tier hero, like multi million actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a feeling, just based upon our conversation so far, like if you could, and you know, this is hard, but if you could distill down a two million dollar business. Like, what would be the one thing that you would suggest doing if you were starting over or you would suggest to someone just starting out today if they wanted to see similar results? It is such a tough question because as an entrepreneur, especially a younger entrepreneur, I was like, try everything, do it all, just keep going, be fast, be activated. And I've learned to slow down. 
that's just what comes with age. We all slow down when we come become older. So my my advice now is much different than it would have been many years ago. And I built a business, a over $2 million business in the activated state, trying to like rush. I also got very, very sick. <laughs> and I've also built a business in the relaxation state. And it's made well over $2 million. So you can build a business in any particular way. It can be activated. It can be relaxed. It really comes down to how do you want to be. But remember, I mentioned at the beginning, it's not in one or the other. Health is the ability to be in all those states, to know when to turn it on and when to turn it off. Entrepreneurs do not know when to turn it off. And with that comes expectations. I've worked and I've grinded for the last two years. Why isn't this working? You know, some give up, try something else. Others continue to persist through. There's no guarantee that either one are going to make it. You know, for me, Kajabi has been really helpful because it keeps everything in house, you know, from like a, just a very clean hygienic, um, way. I had an entrepreneur business that was solo entrepreneur and it was just essentially me and maybe like two other people running it, maybe three. And it made a lot of money and I used the automations from Kajabi to like really help with that. Somatic has 15 people on the team. We still all use Kajabi, you know, so it, it was a great tool for me to utilize whether it was a big team or a small team. And ultimately what I did realize about this, and I will say this as I think it's very true. Solo entrepreneurship is very lonely. No one talks about that. What is it worth to build something alone? Where does that get you? It got me to the top of a mountain, a big mountain of money with an incredible view with no one to share it with. And I think that when we look at businesses, why would you want to do it alone? Why would you not want to do it with the people that you care about, people you love, people you really respect? Why not do that? So really this comes down to how do you build teams? How you build teams comes down to how do you build relationships? How you build relationships comes to how, how's the relationship with you? And ultimately, I think somatic breathwork can really help at the very basis of like building a relationship within yourself internally it can help you then build relationships with others, which then can build, help you build a team and a massive following, a team that can help you and support you. And ultimately, that is success. Do I stand on a mountain of money now with this new business? Well, I don't really pay attention. I've gotten to a place where I stand on a mountain and I'm able to see that so many other people are walking up the mountain with me that impact will always trump income. It's a lesson I had to learn the hard way and I'm glad I did. And for anybody who's listening to this, start early, build a team. There are a multitude of friends I have that have built personal brands. They all deep down. Don't talk about this to the outside world, but deep down, they struggle with building an actual team. They're lonely. Kajabi is great for both of those, <laughs> but it's just really, truly speaking to entrepreneurship and solo entrepreneurship and really like learning like, wow, this is really important because you said it the other day, or you said it uh, at the beginning of the call, like there is no end. This is a destin, this is not a destination. This is a journey. And so who you journey with will be the most important. That is the question you really need to ask yourself when you're building a business. It is not about that destination. It is not about the start of that journey. It is about the company you keep along that journey because it is a long road and it's going to get really hard. And there's going to be a lot of like really, really tough things that you encounter. And that's okay. Who you get to share that with. There's going to be some great ups too. Who do you get to share that with? So entrepreneurship is actually a miniature version of life, just in the business sense, because there's an exchange of some type of value, which in this case is money.
just realizing that entrepreneurship is hard and that's okay. That's why we're showing up. We're not afraid of hard, but let's do it together. And I will end with this in life. You know, we have to live that on our own, but we do not have to do that alone. And there's a big difference between those two. I love that. I want to take it back briefly to somatic breath work. And I know that there's no silver bullet. There's no one thing that we can do (laughs) to completely change our lives in this brief conversation. But is there maybe just one thing that we could do that like if you let's just pretend we're not pretending this is real. Like we have actual listeners who are maybe either sitting in their car right now driving down the road or maybe they're working on some project for work and they're listening to this in the background, what's something that they can do um, and uh, to utilize maybe some of the teachings of somatic breath work to uh, let's just say improve their day or to make them, you know, uh, I I don't know. I know you said we don't, we don't want to prescribe the emotion, but like put it to use. (laughs) Well, ultimately like, you know, it's really nice if I had sound or some type of music because music really holds the container so nicely. It, it, it really kind of creates an atmosphere on, and really helps us feel a certain a certain way. Um, but really think about it this way. Breath is the toggle switch to your nervous system. Your nervous system can find itself in the activated or the actual relaxed state, which is known as the sympathetic or the parasympathetic. But essentially, you can change your mood just by breathing. If you take long exhale or sorry, long inhales, Short exhales, it will sound like this. You will activate your system. You will wake it up. Maybe it's the way to start your day. Maybe it's before you go into something that's active. Maybe when you're like, you're feeling a little bit like lethargic, you need to show up for work. It's your natural coffee, if you will. The opposite is true is to actually put yourself in a more relaxation state. It's actually a longer exhale and a shorter inhale that will sound like this or list or will look like this for those of you, whether you're watching or listening, it will look like you're in control of your breath, which means you're in control of your nervous system. And then you get to decide whether you have the capacity to respond to something or whether you're just reactive towards something. This is what gives us that window of space. With breath, we create space. And that gives us a little bit more, if you will, nervous system flexibility a greater capacity to hold what's going on. You're not just flipping out and being angry at something that really bothers you. You have the capacity to stay calm and to stay responsible, able to respond rather than reactive. And that's really important. And that's something you can use, maybe not driving your car while you're driving, but maybe when you're sitting in traffic, maybe at work, just small little things, three minutes in, a breath hold at the top, seeing how you want to feel, feeling what how you want to feel, and then breathing that in. Breathing out what you don't want. <sighs> what do I not want? What do I want to get rid of? Holding at the top and seeing and feeling what you really want to be filled up with. What do you want to be left with? How do you want to feel? What do you want others to feel from you? And then breathing that in towards the second half. Breathing that in is so important because this is not about what you want to let go of. It's about what you want to be left with. It's not about letting go. It's about letting in. And do you have the courage to do that? And ultimately, I could take us through a somatic practice if you wanted to, but um, that's pretty much like a quick little bite-sized daily practice that you could do that could be very, very um, instrumental in changing your state from reactive 
to relaxation. And ultimately, like, you know, a bigger journey, which somatic breathwork holds 60 second journeys, a lot can happen in, in, in 60 minutes. You stay with someone and let them breathe for 60 minutes. I promise you, they're going to feel something. Maybe a sensation, maybe a feeling, maybe an emotion. Only lastly, only lastly, a story. I love, I, I love it. It's a perfect bite-sized piece. I, I love anything that doesn't require a tool or a pill or anything to like, you always have your breath with you, no matter where you're at. Like, doesn't matter your socioeconomic status. It doesn't matter anything. Everyone who is living today has that and is capable of taking and applying that. So, for anyone who's hearing this and like me is always interested in exploring more about this, can you tell us a little bit like anything coming on the horizon um, that our listeners should be aware of? And then where should they find you to learn more about everything that you offer? Yeah, I want to say, which is really interesting because we just kind of went through a little bit of a brand change. Our actual company's name is Body Intelligence. Because we wanted to focus on the innate intelligence of the body. Breath is just one of the many intelligent kind of mechanisms that can be found. And our trainings as and our practitioners understand that there's much more than just the breath that we go into when we're actually holding our trainings and training breathwork practitioners. But ultimately, our name is Somatic. That's our brand. So our company's name is Body Intelligence. But Somatic is spelled uniquely. It's spelled with a Q at the end instead of a C. And the word soma, if I was going to do a little etymology and break it down, the word soma means body. The T in somatic kind of looks like a plus. And what that leaves you with is IQ at the end instead of IC. As we know, IQ is also intelligence. So our, our new mark really embodies not only just our company name, but our brand as well. And I, I think it was always important to have a, 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 like a division between a brand and a company. So we knew which ones we were talking about, but to have them really be the same yet, not the same is just really, really special. So we had a, a, a new brand move. So we use a cue now, which is really, really cool. We still are at somaticbreathwork.com, and that's with a C, but at some point in time, we probably will just change that to somatic.com with a Q. We do have the domain. We just haven't transferred everything over. So on social media, you can find us on at somatic release. That is pretty much our social media handle across the board. And uh, we've had an incredible amount of people really show interest in, in the, uh, the modality. We've had incredible virality and I will speak just shortly and briefly on that because we always are looking to like, how do we build virality? How do we go out on social media and tell our story in such a way that people like really resonate with it? And it's through emotions. It's through the invisible forces that drive our life like breath and emotions. So really the question is, how can you make content that's valuable? How can you make content that's emotionally evoking? All that we did was document what we were already doing we showcased our practitioners with other people, other participants, really showcasing the emotion that was coming up for them and a practitioner with them, fully supporting them, just being with them, witnessing them, not trying to fix them, not trying to change them, but just being fully with them. And I think that that's a pattern interrupt. As we scroll, how often do we see face-to-face -face emotion that's just really close and really raw other than the movies? We run to the movies because we know it can evoke an emotion and we know it's fake, but we're willing to deal with the fakeness because we're so desperate to feel. Can you make your social media account evoke real, true, raw emotion? Can you touch other people? That's what creates a movement. That's what creates virality. And if you can do that, then you can have some of like the successes, the same tapped in successes that's unlimited, that somatic has had. We didn't do anything other than tap into what was already there. I love it. I love it. Well, for anyone who's listening, of course, we'll have all of this in the show notes. But one more thing before I uh, let you go, uh, any particular 
offers you have in market or anything that you would like to send someone directly to? Yeah, boy. Um, one of the things that is tricky about our business is that we are a, pr- a practitioner based business. Forward facing on social, everyone wants to participate and try, um, somatic breath work. And so we're really working on something that's actually B2C cultivated. So stay tuned to our homepage to check for something that actually is a gift to our practitioners. We, if you do go there, we do have a daily breath work that you can actually download. It's with music and it's a five day kind of event. It's a little experience. It's five days of five different unique guided, um, alignment breath works. And there, it's really, really cool. Maybe I can even send it to you and you can put it in the show notes yeah. for everyone as a direct result. But ultimately I would really, I'm really excited when the, when the company is able to really, um, reach out to the masses and really have a product that reaches, um, you know, from a B to C standpoint, more so than the back end, the B to B, you know, we basically are a business that helps build practitioners and the practitioners go out there and they're an army of empathetic witnesses and they hold those sessions, which is so beautiful to know that we have over a thousand practitioners in like 27 countries already, but it's really cool in, in multitude of different languages, but it's really special knowing that we're also able to really directly help people right at immediately that are looking to experience somatic breath work. Well, once again, huge thank you to you, Fish. Super excited that, uh, again, we got to meet in person briefly. Uh, and yeah, just thank you for taking the time to share again um, with this different audience of Kajabi's listeners um, a little bit more about what you do and giving us the chance to experience it together. Thank you. Thank you. I took us down a little bit of an esoteric kind of like deeper journey. But what is life? You know, it should be measured by depth. And, Definitely. Uh, not by you know what we have, but the ability to really like be happy with what we've already created and what we've already built. Yeah. So, anyways, I appreciate it, Jared. Thank you so much for having me on, and I look forward to kind of maybe seeing you at the next uh, Kajabi uh, Hero Summit. Yes, yes. Well, what a fun journey it has been. Uh, but that's all we have for our listeners today. We thank you for listening. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review um, or subscribe to the podcast. Um, That's all we have. So we'll see you all next week on the Online Business Edge podcast. 